Good morning, America. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. GOPJosh.com. And first, I want to start off by saying tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Tomorrow and Friday, there will not be a podcast. I'll be back Monday. I know I've been kind of MIA the past few days. Not the, not yesterday or the day before, or not not the day before, but more like the past couple of weeks I've been MIA. And we'll be back after after Thanksgiving. We'll be back every day until Christmas. Uh, Monday through Friday, of course, and probably missing at least a day between now and then. But you know, it's okay. It's okay, folks, okay? But I do want to say before we get into this is that I, I, I'm thankful for you. It's unheard of that a 15-year-old would have an internet radio show that is the most successful or one of the most successful podcasts in the States, and especially on the younger side. It's basically unheard of, and that's because of you. When I started this show, when I was 13... I never thought it would get to the point that it's at today. I never thought that I would have grown so much with the show that I would I would have any of the opportunities to do anything I've done, including interviewing State Representative Brian Stewart, which is my only interview on the podcast so far. I never thought that it'd grow to this point where I'm at to where I can do a day, an episode a day make content from that and everything, and not feel like I'm wasting my time. And for that, I thank you. So, my name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. We're getting into the episode today. We're getting into the episode today. I need to learn to speak clearer. We are getting into the episode today with a clip. We're starting with a clip. And it is a clip of... Kyle Rittenhouse, y'all know who Kyle Rittenhouse is, and a clip from the Tucker Carlson interview. This is a very important clip, play clip. How long were you there? I was in jail for 87 days, and this goes, this follows in with Lynn Wood, who, Lynn Wood. I'm pausing, I think Lynn Wood was his lawyer for a, 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 a portion of time. I don't know if he was actually the official lawyer, he was just raising money on his behalf. But from the way this is speaking, Linwood was his lawyer for a while. Was raising money on my behalf, and he held me in jail for 87 days, disrespected my wishes, put me on media interviews, which I should never have done, which he said, oh, you're going to go talk to the Washington Post, which was not a good idea, along with John Pierce. They said I was safer in jail instead of at home with my family, and then after I'm billed. Your lawyer said that. My lawyer said that. John Pearson, Lynn Wood. 87 days is a long time to be in jail. It, it was it was very long. I lost a lot of weight in there. I, I, I since then gained it back. I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 87 days of not being with my family for defending myself and being t- taken oh. advantage okay, to, being used for a cause... By these, by John Pierce and Lynn Wood, trying to solicit, not solicit, trying to raise money so they can take it for their own benefit, not trying to set me free. 
So you think they could have raised the money for bail faster, but they didn't? Um, I believe it. I believe sometime in September, September 5th, I want to say, they had over a million dollars. That's the end of the clip from The Daily Caller. He was held in jail for 87 days. I'm sorry, another clip started to play, because I I do want to play this clip next. This is kind of my analysis of the interview. I watched the full interview. I, I, I took some clips that I could find out of it to play. And, and just wow. Kyle Rittenhouse defended himself. And he was held in jail for a long period of time because his own lawyers didn't want to bail him out, took the money themselves, and did not use it for their cause and did not use it for their client. So this clip's only about 30 seconds long, but it's just as important. I did not have running water, so I didn't shower until November 20th. How long From is October that? 31st to November 20th, I did not take a shower. That's disgusting. I, it very. Um, I smelled terrible. I felt sick. I lost weight. My health was degrading. Um, if I was in there for enough, a month longer, I would have probably been in a hospital. Wait, you had no running water? No running water in my jail cell. Sorry, and that started to play after that. He had no running water. An 18-year-old or a 17-year-old at the time was held in jail when his lawyers had enough money raised on his behalf for bail with no running water. Think of that. Think of your child. Imagine, imagine if that was your child. They had a million dollars raised on his behalf and he wasn't bailed out of jail. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just like, could you imagine if your your child had the ability to defend himself and you said that he shouldn't because he shouldn't have been there in the first place? Oh my goodness. No running water. And he he mentioned another clip of the interview. If you haven't already watched the interview, please do it. I know it's on Fox Nation. It's on, um, you can probably have it recorded. I don't know. I'm sure you can find the full interview on YouTube, I'm sure. Just, just, Just find the interview and watch it. Because no, there is no reason... An 18-year-old, a 17-year-old should be held in jail without running water. Think of that luxury. You walk into your kitchen, you walk into the bathroom, you turn on the tap, the water's running. Without that for three months, not having the ability to take a shower for three months. His skin was peeling. His skin was bleeding after he was able to finally take a shower. I, I know there's a lot of silence in this episode. But, but I, I want to give you time to think about how insane that is. 
unable to take a shower, losing weight because you decided to defend yourself and your lawyers aren't looking out for you. They're looking out for their own pockets. I am utterly, I am ashamed that that happened in the United States of America. People in the Guantanamo Bay were treated better than that. People in Guantanamo Bay were treated better than that. So I could do a deeper analysis of the Kyle Rittenhouse interview with Tile, uh, with not Tile, with Tucker Carlson, but I, I, I'm not going to now because I, I do want to get to some more because I will be gone for a few days. Like, Sean Parnell. Sean Parnell is a... He seems like a very conservative candidate. A very America first candidate. And he has suspended his campaign. So I want to get into this. This is an article from the NPR. So I don't know if he's officially suspended or not. He hasn't been on active, active on Twitter since the 19th. His website is still up with a working donation button. At least last I looked, it was, yeah, yeah, nope, you can no longer donate to Sean Parnell for Senate. You can click and donate to the Election Defense Fund, but Americans for Parnell is closed. Oh, so is so is the Defense Fund. It says, thanks for your support. You cannot donate unless it just automatically took it out of my account. When read, please don't just say I just donated money to Sean Parnell. You, you can no longer donate. So I, I, I'd say the... The campaign is officially suspended. And let's talk about why. So Trump-backed PA Senate candidate suspends his campaign after losing custody battle. This is from Alana Wise at NPR. Sean Parnell has suspended his campaign to represent Pennsylvania in the U.S. Senate after a court order made public on Monday granted the Republican estranged wife sole legal custody and primary physical custody of the pair's three children. Parnell's wife, Lori Snell, has accused him of litany of abuses ranging from choking her and striking one of their children to trying to convince her to have an abortion when she was six months pregnant, according to media reports. And you know, if if he did do that, which I think this is all unproven. I don't know if it's true or not, but if he did do that and try to convince her to have an abortion, he shouldn't be a he he shouldn't be the face of the conservative movement anyway. NPR member station WESA reports that during a custody hearing, Parnell emphatically denied those allegations when shown a picture that purposely showed a uh, perpetually perpetually showed a handprint like welt on his son's back. Parnell responded that is not a picture of my son. Both Parnell and Snell had sought for sole custody of the three children. The judge found that Parnell was a less credible witness. So if that is true, prayers for Sean Parnell's children, prayers for Sean Parnell's wife, prayers or ex-wife at this point, I think, prayers for everyone in that situation. So he said, announcing his campaign, so I guess there has been a statement announcing his campaign's suspension. I can't find... That. I strongly disagree with the ruling today and I'm devastated by the decision. I plan on asking the court to reconsider the decision in order in the order 
Two of the leading factors that weighed the heavy, the heavily in the judge's decision revolved around me being a U.S. Senate candidate, leading U.S. Senate candidate. There's nothing more important to me than my children, and while I plan to ask the court to reconsider, I can't continue with a Senate campaign. My focus right now is 100% on my children, and I want them to know that I do not have any other priorities and will never stop fighting for them. Thank you. As part of the judge's decision, Parnell will have custody of the three children for three weekends a month. Former President Trump endorsed John Parnell, an Army veteran, for the crucial Pennsylvania Senate seat that will be left vacant by the retirement of Republican Pat Toomey. Okay, so I, I I don't know. I haven't been following Pennsylvania very much. I, I I'm more following Ohio because that's a that's a race I'll have some impact on. People are promoting Doctor Oz now. I I I don't know about Doctor Oz's policies, and I feel like this will get clipped out of out of uh, out of context and get put on the Doctor Oz haters account. I hope not, but you know, you never know if. Uh, I think it's America First Politics, whatever his name is. Puts me on his hate account. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I don't think that he is. I don't think Dr. Oz is the most conservative person. People are saying he worked in the Trump administration. I cannot find any evidence of that. You can, you can, you can try to prove that. I don't know. I can't. Find it. But right now, Sean Parnell, who is not continuing his campaign, is not the best choice, obviously, because he's not even continuing his campaign. Dr. Oz seems like he'd probably be the best choice, but I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm not following that race. I'm not endorsing in this race. I never endorse in out-of-state races. Glenn Youngkin is really disappointing me. I endorsed in his race, if I remember correctly, and I he, he's disappointing me extremely. We'll, we'll have to get into that one day. He's not even in office yet, and he said he won't stand up to vaccine mandates from local governments. His comms director has pronouns in the bio. And this is this is a guy that Trump put a lot of energy behind. It's a guy that the, the ET, election, election Twitter, put a lot of their energy behind. It, it, it's a shame. It's a shame that the conservative politics are all about getting elected, not actually about governing conservatively. My name is JP Josh. This is a conservative crusader. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Make sure you're following me on all my social medias. My Twitter is GOPJosh20. The same with my Instagram. My TikTok is GOPJosh. I'm not very active on there. Just podcast clips. And if you miss any episode of the podcast, go to GOPJosh.com. You can see an archive like the past 10 episodes. And then go to your favorite podcast platform. You can see any other episode there. If you miss an interview... You can go to my Twitter and see which episode that was a part of. Click that link, and it'll be right there. You can listen to that interview there. If you follow me on Twitter, or not Twitter, on Telegram, t.me slash gopjosh. That is the letter t.me, as in me, 
slash GOP Josh. You'll be able to see every time a interview comes out, I'll be sending that via a Telegram message to my top supporters that follow me on Telegram. You can send in a voice message to the show. Anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader slash message. Or you can email me at josh at gopjosh.com. Make sure you rate five stars on every podcast platform. I think I got everything out of the way. So let's get back into the episode. So, the January 6th committee, aka the Let's Get Democrats Donations for 2022 committee, is subpoenaing Proud Boys and Oath Keepers as probe turns to domestic extremism. You heard it here first, guys. If you support Trump, you're a domestic extremist. That's an article from Politico. The January 6th Select Committee on Tuesday subpoenaed the leaders of the Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, extremist groups that responded to former President Trump's call to descend on Washington and played central roles in the attack on the Capitol. This is a tweet from my friend Zay Troven on Twitter at Z-A-Y-T-R-O-V-E-N. 11-21-21, which was the attack on Wisconsin during the Christmas parade, is not indefinitely, that's not how you pronounce that word, <laughs> it is worse than, one, than January 6th, not even up for debate. So true, so true. Except for one thing is for certain. 112121 didn't attack the ruling class. And that's the difference. That's why President Biden has not said anything about the attack in Wisconsin. That's why Kamala Harris in this administration has not said a single thing about the attack in Wisconsin because it attacked the regular people. Let me find this county. Let me let me see what county this is in. Oh, it's just it, it's Waukesha Walk Waukesha County. Let's see. Do they have? Not that I want to bring politics into this, but let's see here. Funny in twenty twenty, they voted almost sixty percent for President Trump and only thirty nine thirty eight percent for President Biden. Funny. That the majority of the people in the Capitol that day were Democrats. Because they had a majority in everybody at that point. So funny that when the attack happens. On a Democratic controlled body on a elitist class body. We have to make a big deal out of it. We have to get a committee. We have to make sure that everything's okay, guys. When the attack happens on a Republican county in the middle of Wisconsin during a Christmas parade, silence. Complete silence. And I don't think that that isn't on purpose. 
Because Democrat policy, Democrat politicians are more important than the average person. And same with Republicans. There are a lot of Republicans out there that agree with that would agree with that, saying that their life, because they're a public servant, quote unquote, not that they serve the public at all, are more important than yours. And I think as more of these attacks start happening, not that I want them to happen, but as more of these attacks start to happen, it wouldn't surprise me if if that became more normal, more normalized in our society. Where these attacks happen, the president says nothing, the vice president says nothing, Democratic leaders say nothing. But as soon as people decide to take their problems with the government to the government, it becomes a committee. So I kind of went off I, I kind of went off topic there. Let's get into this episode. Or let's get into this article. The House committee sub- uh, issued subpoenas Tuesday to Proud Boys chair uh, Enrique Terrario and Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rose. Rhodes, as well as both of the organizations they lead, also subpoenaed a lower-profile far-right group, First Amendment uh, Praetorian, along with its leader. This is, they, they attach the letters. Proud Boys International LLC is where they sent them. I'm trying to see what all this says. Kind of just sources news articles saying what happened. Okay. Chair Benny Thompson said in a statement that the panel sought information from those reportedly involved with planning the attack with the violent mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th, yada, 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 or with efforts to overturn the results of the election, which was fraudulence. Uh, Okay, I'm testing the waters here. I'm talking about more right-wing stuff like the fraudulent election today. See if YouTube's going to take me down, okay? I mean, I agree with this, but I usually don't go this. This right wing. Reportedly involved with planning the attack with the violent mob that stormed the Capitol on January 6th or with efforts to overturn the result of the election and believe that the subpoenaed individuals and organizations had relevant information. The subpoenas demand documents by December 7th and depositions the following week. Attorneys for the subpoenaed group and individuals did not immediately respond to requests for comments. Terrario is currently incarcerated in a D.C. jail for burning a Black Lives Matter flag stolen by a nearby church during a pro-Trump rally in December 2020, a property destruction crime that netted him a six-month sentence. Road, who was at the Capitol on January 6th, did not appear to enter the building, has reportedly been questioned by the FBI. Burned a flag. Burned the Black Lives Matter flag. And he gets prison sentences for six months. How many Black Lives Matter rioters got prison sentences for six months for burning the flag? Or burning down businesses? Or keying cars? Or crashing cars? Or flipping cars? Or catching cars on fire? Or tearing down fences? Or throwing Molotov cocktails into yards? How many of them have been charged with anything? Do I say that I support burning the Black Lives Matter flag not owned by you? No. Do I say that the standard of the law should be upheld the same way, no matter your political beliefs or what you did? If they're both a crime, 
Absolutely. Absolutely I do. Because every person who protested with Black Lives Matters committed more crimes than Tario did. But you know what? He's a conservative. He has right-wing beliefs. He doesn't support BLM. So he gets in prison for six months. He gets subpoenaed by the Capitol. Hopefully when the House takes back, or when the Republicans take back the House in 2022, and that's a win, not an if, we'll be able to start a BLM riot committee. Learn more about the truth about the BLM riots, why don't we? Because that's more, that that affects more average Americans than January 6th does. And we work for the American people. Republicans are supposed to work for the American people. Conservatives, public servants, period, are supposed to work for the American people. And I think more people want to know the answer about the Black Lives Matter riots than they do January 6th, which didn't really have that much effect on the country. Let's think. The election wasn't overturned. What effect... Did the conserv- what effect did the, the, the January 6th riot have? What effect did the January 6th riot have? Exactly. Liberals are out there sitting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like Fauci's word has no effect on the American people. Oh, look at that. Look at that. We're, we're doing the, the transitions. Yeah, yeah, between the segments. Fully vaccinated family members can celebrate the holidays without masks, Fauci says. You, you want to know something, Fauci? I can't stuff my face with turkey while I'm wearing a mask, and I'm not vaccinated, so I'm going to do it anyway. If you and your family members are fully vaccinated against COVID-19, it is okay for you to ditch the masks this holiday season when you're around each other. Anthony Fauci told CNN Sunday, Mr. Anthony Fauci, I'm not calling him doctor. That's what I'm going to do with my family, told CNN's Dana Bash on State of the Union. However, the nation's top infectious diseases expert also noted that if you're traveling or unaware of the vaccination status of the people around you, you should wear a mask in those situations. So this is this is guided. This is what's the word? This is intended to be read by CNN's goal audience, which is every liberal out there. So for them, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I don't care if I've had my vaccine. I have to make sure everyone around me also has because." I'm scared of a man-made virus. I'm scared of a man-made virus. Get vaccinated and you can enjoy the holidays very easily. And if you're not, please be careful. Get tested if you need to get tested when you're getting together. That is not a substitute for getting vaccinated. Get yourself vaccinated and you can continue to enjoy interactions with your family and others. You know what, Dr. Fauci? I don't care. I don't think anyone cares what Dr. Fauci has to say in 2021. Many people have lost many loved ones 
in the past year from things that aren't that don't have anything to do with COVID for the past two years, I should say, that have nothing to do with COVID. They ha- can choose not to get vaccinated while also deciding that they want to spend time with their family. And do you know how evil you have to be to put so much fear into someone's mind that says if you don't wear a mask, a piece of cloth that your air goes around and out of anyway, when gathering with your family on one day a year, that you're going to murder everyone around you. Do you know how evil that is? This could be someone's last Christmas, but oh, I didn't get my vaccine. I'm not fully vaccinated. I'm not going to go see this person. And if something like that happens, you'll regret that when that day comes around. When you won't be able to celebrate Christmas with them again. So I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not claiming to be a medical doctor. But celebrate Christmas how you want to celebrate Christmas. Celebrate Thanksgiving how you want to celebrate Thanksgiving. And don't let the opinion of four foot two Dr. Fauci. And I know I'm short too, so I can make fun of short people. Affect how you decide that you want to live your life. And I do want to say once again, thank you for everything that you guys have done for me over the past year and some time with this podcast. I am I am extremely grateful. Extremely grateful. And I hope that this next year, next Thanksgiving, we'll have just as good of an episode. We'll have just as great of news to talk about. Uh, we have no great news today. There, were no, there was no good news today. Hopefully we have great news to talk about next year after the Republicans take back the House. But even then, I'm thankful for the opportunity to talk to each and every one of you every day here on the Conservative Crusader. We'll be back Monday. My name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned.